everybody, and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in Ghosts of Saltmarsh, Salvage Operation. Uh, all of you audio cast people cannot see it, but I have different glasses on because I was a fool and lost them uh, in the great state of Michigan uh, when I was coming back from Gen Con hanging out with my friends. So you get to see what my replacement glasses are. This is, uh, this is the could have been for indoor adventures, but nope. We're getting old. We're getting the old ones back. It's fine. Um, also, today is August eighth, two thousand nineteen, and you are loved. And I believe that is an a very important thing to remember each and every single day, even when we aren't streaming. And even the people who haven't heard that message yet, you are loved. Uh, also, we do this stream Monday, Tuesday. Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, as well as, uh, on occasion, I have been trying to stream on Saturdays as my fourth day a week, uh, at 11.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, or at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So, if you are interested in possibly joining in on a community game, you can either join us on Discord, uh, with the link to that listed below in the video, uh, audio cast, or wherever you're watching this three-dimensional hologram in the future will still be around uh but other than that uh we also have merch so if you are interested in supporting the show you can go to bit.ly slash adventure merch and pick your own pick yourself up something nice we got mugs we got t-shirts we got posters we got crop tops which you can see me wearing throughout pictures on my Twitter. Uh, we got all sorts of stuff, so consider uh, going there, getting yourself something nice. Uh, other than that, I believe that is it for my introduction. So, Reeves, who are you playing tonight? Hi, I'm Reeves. Uh, I am playing Omen Dark slash Ham. Uh, we are he, him, or they, them. Excellent, and Cyber, who are you playing? Huh. I'm Cyber. I play Albus. He's a Kalastra bard. We both use he, him pronouns. Yeah. And Jill, who you playing? Or Kylan, who you playing? Hi, I'm Kylan. Back at it again at the Krispy Kreme. Um, <laughs> I use she, her pronouns. My character, Jill Fan, our half-elf cleric, also uses she, her pronouns. And our player that is currently going to be coming in hot is uh, Dingo, aka Where's My Dingus, on the Twitter. Uh, she, her, playing Hish Sunguard, the half-orc fighter who uses he, him. And I am the indoor adventurer, and tonight I shall be your dungeon master. So, last we left off. Uh, you guys had decided to stay the night at the Lizardfolk Fortress in uh located at the base of the dunwater river during this uh during your time there jill you ended up using the documancy skills that had been entrusted to you by acquisitions incorporated to help make a peace contract as well as a um as well as a tentative alliance uh outlining between the lizard folk to the south as well as the people of saltmarsh who had previously thought that they were the ones who were going to be assailed when in reality they were preparing for war against a much lar larger sahugan threat after you had left the party the remaining members of team salt bay decided to introduce themselves and familiarize themselves 
with the lizard folk at the base in Dunwater. In doing so, Ullman, you and Hish were able to collect a very large barrel of finely, uh, of finely garnished oils uh, that you can then use in cooking. Uh, and Elvis, you found out a, you found out the answer to a question that you had been searching for, which was where the location of the Chul Head came from, which you found was a island far to the north. Now, your attempts at peace with the Lady Othokent, the leader of these lizard folk, was a success, and you were all able to sign the papers on her end to then prepare to exit uh, and return to Saltmarsh. Uh, before that happened, Ullman, you had revealed uh, unknowingly that you had accidentally made a deal with the bitch queen Umberly herself, and uh, that was revealed to Albus and Hish as you had attempted to go to sleep. Uh, you all decided that you were going to have a brief moment to kind of discuss what your plans were going to be moving forward once you returned back to Saltmarsh, and when you returned, Albus, you were pulled into an HR meeting with Omen Dron to discuss the uh, accusations that one Oceanus had made against you, claiming that you were an Avalith. However, Omen, being the profiteer that he is, did not see this as a negative thing, but instead offered you the position of representative for Acquisitions Incorporated should you encounter any of these extra-dimensional beings. So, we are going to be picking up with um jill so jill you have just finished this lengthy process of making sure that everything is written and taken care of for this contract you ended up meeting with an individual named sarev a kind of older lizard man uh and as you as you came to find out whereas in the court he spoke primarily in draconic one-on-one, -on -one, he spoke common fairly well, uh, and looking around his room while you were still at the Lizardfolk place, you actually found that he had a collection of books, all written in common. Uh, and for your, for your help uh, in drafting this contract, he was actually willing to part with one of these books to you as a... Uh, from one more tribal documenter to a more official one. So you have your choice of the politics of power, the triumph of diplomacy, the occult properties of gemstones, written by the Archmage Tensor, a lizard language and common tongue, grammar, written by an anonymous author. Hello! Dingo has returned! We shall get this all sorted out. Post haste. Uh, but, and then there was The Nature of the Sahugan as the last book. So which one are you feeling as a thank you gift? Um, hmm. I, I'm seeing uh, lizard folk tongue as a useful language to, to learn. So I, I'm thinking that that grammar, that grammar book uh, would, would spark our interest. All right. So you can definitely add a new book to your collection called A Lizard Language and Common Tongue Grammar. Nice. And... Nope. I'll, I only need to move one last thing. And then I'm good. Uh, we've done it, boys. Okay. <laughs> so, 
Jill, you have been given this brand new book and a means of thanks to having spent, uh, again, an extended period of time drafting this contract. Now, uh, you are on your way to the city council, and when you arrive, uh, they end up taking your documents, seeing these lizard folk in, uh, and they let you know uh, that the council will end up hearing uh, what these lizards have to say. They're going to call everybody together, but uh, Jill, your work here is now finished, uh, unless you would like to directly oversee what is going on in this con uh, with this contract meeting, although you are currently exhausted. But you've made a pretty a pretty thorough contract and you know that if any they try and go back on what is written in this contract that they'll be getting into it with hacking uh no i think she is uh satisfied with the work that has been performed and is probably uh going somewhere to get a cup of coffee <laughs> okay uh, so we'll say that you were going to the Western style diner on the, uh, Stilts Tavern that you had been to before, uh, when you and Ullman had initially been talking about, uh, about Umberley. Mm -hmm. So, uh, then we're going to switch over to Albus and Hish. Uh, you have just been told that the two of you are Jim Dark Magic's best friends, uh, as he has been, uh, very, very deep into his chowdered cups, as it were. Great. Love Jim Dark Magic. Love that tiny, funky man. Uh, uh which ways? Does Omen need me for anything? Does Omen need him for anything? Uh, as far as you are aware, he does not. Um, Omen needs you to, uh, go back to the tower and just, you know, be there and, uh, be the face of Ak Inc. You know? It's my favorite job. And you see him just, like tiltily float away it doesn't seem like he's actually walking he's just steadily hovering as he goes uh leaving you two in the street uh hish you have successfully ga uh you have successfully gathered your signed photograph for lady Othokent, uh having only needed to take two attempts by jim to actually sign the damn thing only two made it work <clears throat> Um, I think, yeah, I don't think Hish says anything to Albus. I think he puts um, the signed photograph in his coat and then makes his way back to the ship. All right. Uh, you did say that you were initially going to be meeting Ullman over at the Faithful Quartermaster because you Thank guys you. recently came into a sizable amount of coin. And helmet. So yes, and a helmet. Strike that. I will actually be going and meeting Olin. Okay, sounds good. At the uh, faithful quartermaster. All right. Uh, so Albus, what would you like to do? As Hish has just kind of turned and begun walking away. Um, I'm gonna go to the beach. Okay. Like decompress. Sounds good. Are you going to your quiet underwater happy place? Absolutely. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so Albus. As you sink to the bottom of the ocean and you are there just 
enjoying this calm moment beneath the waves. It's getting on now later into the day. Uh, it's not necessarily dusk or even close to it. Uh, the sun is still relatively high in the sky. And as you are, do you stand or do you sit while you're underwater? I sort of just like hover about like five feet from the bottom. Okay. Uh, make a perception check. First roll of the night. Perception. Oh, 16. Okay. So with your 16, as you are just floating this time, as you're kind of taking in the sea around you, just feeling its comforting, uh, encompassing feeling, as you kind of open your eyes and look down, you see that there is a small grouping of uh, crabs and other crustaceans that actually seem to be kind of forming a circle beneath you. Is there anything special about these crabs? Uh, with your 16 in your perception, as you look down, you see that some of them are beginning to get kind of uh, thicker green plating in places. Similar to the same color that the chul head had had. Mm -hmm. Okay. If You see that there is actually one of these crabs that is also larger than the others and it comes forward and you can see that on the edge of one of its uh of one of its hooks is a golden chain that actually is connected to a uh what you had recognized to be an obviator's lens at one point i want to uh mage hand uh pick that crab up and bring it to me okay he floats towards you uh if i mind link with it is it uh does it understand a language uh it doesn't seem to have a comprehension of how to understand language uh as it doesn't necessarily have the brain power for it yet okay okay we're just like just like pet the crab take the aviator's lens and as you are just like petting this crab you see its claws just kind of clack together it sort of rocks a little bit back and forth in the mage hand uh doesn't try and snap out towards you it just seems to be enjoying this process okay oh albus is content for a little bit okay all right, so uh, then we are going to go to Ullman. Uh You have arrived at the Faithful Quartermaster first, and I believe that you had been given the platinum pieces to kind of keep stowed away. Is that correct? I was given the platinum pieces to put in the lockbox in the captain's quarters, which I did. Okay. And I took the helmet with me, and there is a Bims who has lazily draped himself across my shoulders. He most certainly has. Uh, and you see that every once in a while, he'll just kind of give the side of your face licks. I sleepy. nuzzle back up to him. He's a very sleepy boy. He's enjoying this. It's, again, high sun at this point, so... He Every once in a while, his little wings will expand, so that way he can get even more sunlight on them, and then he just kind of 
shirks them back in. Uh, and Hish, you see uh, Bims and uh, Ullman actually standing outside of the faithful quartermaster as you approach. Yeah, I think Hish uh, sort of waves over to Ullman uh, uh, and uh, gives Bims like a little scratch. It says, shall we go see what this helmet is worth or can do? Hopefully it doesn't have any curses. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, let's do it. He gives you a broad grin. All right. And uh, Hesh is waltzing into the into the faithful quartermaster. All right. And as you guys arrive, you are once again met uh, by this redskin tiefling uh, that you would know as Captain Zendros. And she just says, Oh, it's so good to fi- to see you all again. I was wondering uh, if you were ever going to be coming back to finish off your payments. Yes. It's arrived, Sorry, Captain. by the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, hello, Captain. Uh, hi. Yes, we've had a little bit of um, a delay now that we have a new employer. Um but we're back. We will happily make any payments. Um, we have a helmet that we would kind of like you to look at. I believe Ullman has it. And um, would, would I be able to just like look at the sword? Even if I can't pay it off totally right now. But well, would I? there's only about uh, half the remaining balance left. So it shouldn't be too big of an issue. I should hope, if your employer pays well. <laughs> he just kind of, like, furrows his brow and says, "I normally I wouldn't argue with someone who says I owe less than I actually do, but, Captain, I don't think I actually paid you that much. No, you didn't, but uh, your wet-looking friend in that one uh, they decided that they would put a pretty sizable payment towards it. You only have fourteen fifty left, yeah. I, uh, Omen leans did. over. You've been pranked. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> she kind of stands there, a little slack jawed, and goes, "Omen, that's not how pranks work. That's just nice." <laughs> Oh, I know. I just thought it'd be amusing to say. <laughs> and he, he sort of he gives a chuckle and says, "Um, thank you. Um, well, then I, I suppose we we um we could actually pay that off uh, today. Why don't we get this helmet looked at as well, though? Of course, of course. Yes, I uh, heft it up and onto the the counter." It'll be, uh, well, standard fee, 25 gold pieces to identify any magical items. I don't think I actually have any coin on me. Oh, uh, Hish will happily pay the, what was it again? 25 gold pieces. Yep, happily pay the 25 gold pieces to get it checked out. Okay. 
so she ends up taking uh, the 10 minutes to cast it, and you can see that she kind of reaches into her blouse and she pulls out a pearl. Uh, and then she sets the pearl over the items to actually begin the identification spell. And what you end up, uh, what she ends up telling you what it is, is a helmet. Yes, the helm of underwater action. Which is uh, an uncommon item that requires attunement. And while wearing this brass helmet, you can breathe underwater. You gain dark vision with a range of 60 feet. And you gain a swimming speed of 30 feet. Maybe we shouldn't sell this. <laughs> <laughs> the books fell. It's okay. <laughs> don't, uh, don't drop the helmet. I don't know how fragile it is. <laughs> No, I think you're right. I think that would be quite useful to keep. <laughs> Omen just like reaches back and grabs the helmet. Thank you for identifying this item for us. And Captain Zendros just bows to the two of you. It was my pleasure. Uh, yes, thank you, Captain. Um, about the, um, uh, how much did I have left on my debt for 1450. the, um, the sword? 1450. Well, I, that's easily done. I left all of my money. I asked Olman to take it to the ship, which I feel ridiculous about now. We're open till late. I can get it all. Would you like it in a gift bag? I can include a, a decent-looking scabbard for you if you're paying all in cash. Actually, yes, that would be that would be wonderful. Um, <clears throat> yes, that would be that'd be great. And she just sort of bows, uh, just again nods and says, "It'll be here when you get back." Do you need anything uh, else? Seeing as how you're so flush with coin. Um, I don't, I don't know, Omen, do we? Actually, uh, I've been meaning to pick up a shield. Alright, so what kind? I'll need to grab one of those. Regular or fancy magical like your friend has? Um, just a regular shield should do. Alright. Something light. Maybe a, a buckler of some kind. Well, that this we can do. Do we have a friend who has a magical shield? I don't think so. I don't know who your friends are. Oh, sorry. I thought you mentioned. I can get you one if you want. I'm not really the shield type. What about you? You said that you were already looking for a shield. That'll be ten gold pieces. All right. Well, I'll have to grab that as well, but... Uh... Do you have a selection? Yeah. She motions over to the wall to allow you to uh, take a pick out whatever shield you feel looks aesthetically best with you, and she will have that one. Cool. I'll doodle something up. Okay. And then she looks over towards you again, Hish. Ten gold pieces for the shield? He already said he doesn't have money. <laughs> Absolutely, and he uh, digs into his cloak and hands it over. Okay. Marked off 10 gold pieces. 
I think that's it for the moment, Captain. But if we think of anything else, I'll be here later anyway. For the sword. All right. So, uh, Hish, you are going to go and uh, pay off that sword. Olman, did you have anything else that you would like to do? Uh, I think I'm just going to go back to the ship. Okay. So you are also going back to the ship. So, Jill. I'm keeping an eye out for Jill, though. Okay. So, uh, we are switching over towards Jill. You are currently in the process of uh, just drinking your coffee, two hands around the mug, very like looking off into the distance uh, of your table. Uh, you have a small booth just sort of overlooking the ocean at this point, and it's a very rustic-looking tavern diner. Uh, and as you are sitting there, uh, kind of enjoying your coffee, the door swings open, and you see that there is a uh, a recognizable half-elven figure standing in the doorway. He has cropped short blonde hair, uh, kind of larger pauldrons with a... Uh, a blue ack ink logo on the front of his chest and you recognize it as omen drawn uh and he comes in with a satchel uh over the over his side shoulder as a shoulder bag and he comes up uh and just sits directly across from you and uh proceeds to order a coffee as well he doesn't say anything yet no he has not said anything yet okay Jill just normally her eyes are pretty dark anyway, but the the eye bags have intensified. <laughs> so and... she's just sipping black coffee. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, and you see that Omen uh, also is just drinking black coffee when it finally arrives. Uh, and it comes after only maybe three, four minutes. Uh, it's a pretty quick order. And as he takes his first sip, he sets it down and says, you did good, kid. Uh, she'll put up a hand for a second and be like, I'm sorry, don't talk to me until I've had my lesser restoration. And then she's just going <laughs> to circle the face a minute and cast lesser restoration on herself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh. And then once that's taken care of, she'll just be like, thank you. Of course. One cleric to another. How do you think we get so much paper do paperwork done here at Acquisitions Incorporated? <laughs> uh, yes, I can see how we would perhaps lead the charge. Um, excuse my ignorance on this, but um, in, which, in which deity are you in service to? Well, Timora, the god of luck and profit. Is that a name that's familiar to me? or Make a religion check. Okay. First roll with some shiny new dice. Thirteen. Okay. Timora is a fairly prevalent god, uh, especially where you came from, where there is an abundance of trade and merchants, uh, as well as all along the Sword Coast, any area that typically has a spot for any kind of commerce will have a small temple to Timora. Uh, 
or at least most places that do business or exchange coin typically have small shrines to Timora. This is a very common deity from what you've seen. Mm, uh, I see. Popular choice, popular choice. He nods and says, uh, Mother's a paladin. What can you do? Mm, I see. Family. A family thing, as it were. To an extent. Uh, she believes that uh, there needs to be more of uh, luck with her sword. In a sense, she is she's a warrior woman, hmm. to put it lightly. But that's talking about my family isn't why I came here today. I wanted to come to congratulate you, actually. Uh, on the contract, I'm assuming. That's some pretty advanced stuff that you had going on in there. And there are several documenters uh, within the surrounding area who have not put forth the same kind of effort that you displayed going into there. So we are promoting you to level two. Oh, um, thank you. You've already shown that you're well past rank one. It just, it doesn't seem to make sense. You, again, have shown an incredible amount of skill. Um, it's uh, nice to see one's efforts appreciated. Uh, she'll say rubbing her face, which probably still has a little bit of ink on it. <laughs> your, uh, your Ack Ink badge also has a little bit of ink that has kind of ran onto it. Well, shit. <laughs> it's fine. It seems more like a wash coat of paint onto a miniature where a lot of the more defined features of the logo now stand out. Mmm, nice. And he says, uh, this is for you. And he hands over uh, the documancy satchel that he had over his shoulder. Uh, and you see that it looks identical to the one that you had previously, uh, but the feathers that had started off uh, kind of a darker black now have turned a very deep blue color. Uh, and he takes the badge off of the pack that you have and then places it onto the new pack. Uh, and he says, with this, you'll be able to send letters to and from head office. Uh, if you need anything or need to report on a quest, Obviously, you can send us updates. Uh, you are also now able to... God, what is it called? It's Fluent in Boss is the name of the skill. <laughs> um, I think I read it. It's like I get to cast uh, augury. augury. Yes, and mm -hmm. it's augury dependent on the wheel or woe choices of head office. Mm-hmm. Uh she'll kind of look at the contents and be like um thank you uh very much by the way uh is there any symbolism behind the colors of the feathers or was that just like a, a rank thing because kind of I, a I rank noticed... thing it, okay the secondary color is determined more based off of your overall look it seems to be aesthetically based Ooh, very nice i appreciate that uh all right. Um, 
and the letter de- delivery is uh, instantaneous. Yes. I'm assuming. Okay. Um, uh, can it also be used for other channels, say, more personal communications? If you send a letter to head office and ask us to send it for you, we can manage this. I assume that you'll probably want to take up residence in the headquarters, in which case you'll be living a wealthy lifestyle. Hmm. Uh, she'll kind of like nod, but like kind of like look like she's really thinking uh, long and hard. Um, I, um, I don't particularly stay in one place for too long. Um, so I would feel a little bad if you went to the trouble of making me quarters like that. Um, oh, it's, it's the same for all Acquisitions Incorporated members. We're not playing favorites here. I just felt like it was the right thing to do to inform you of this news, seeing as how you are the highest ranking member of our company within your group. Oh, yes, I see. Point of contact. Now, as part of point of contact as well, uh, we do have a new business contract to discuss that I think that your team would actually be well suited for, seeing as how you already are in the ownership of quite a large vessel, if I must say so myself. Thank you. So, uh, what sort of business do you have lined up for us? There is a trade prince who is currently on his way from Om here. Uh, however, while he was on his way, he was waylaid. So several years ago now, uh, and his ship ended up getting raided and capsized by a, a pseudo infamous pirating group. Uh, apparently, he saw that ship go down. Uh, after it had finished raiding his ship in a moment of bitter irony, and he believes uh, now more so than ever that he is capable of getting those funds back. It seems that this ship, this uh, this Iron Duke, is is sailing again on the seas. It, from what we've heard, it's very ramshackle. Uh, it doesn't look like it's necessarily being held together by all of its parts, but it's still there. Uh, of course, we would be paying your group 200 gold pieces just to go and check it out. Uh, and he has given us a... He is giving himself a fee at our behest of 10,000 gold pieces should we actually recover what he is looking for, which is apparently a small magical box within the ship. Okay. Um, that's a very interesting prospect. Um, do we have any sort of uh, information as to the last known lo- location of the Iron Duke and um, this other ship that the Merchant Prince had? His... Go- Goods on. It's all, from what we've been told, it's all promissory notes and property deeds, that kind of thing. So you won't be having to worry about lifting any incredible amounts of coin. 
uh, so don't fret on that part. But uh, apparently there was an island roughly about five, six days travel to the north of here uh, that had... It's pretty well known in the general area for uh, whirlpools and more destructive water environments that seem to surround it. Okay. So it doesn't sound like the easiest of treks. No, but that's why you're getting paid up front to a point. And also, he's making it worth our while. Definitely seems that way. Well, um, rest assured you have at the very least two experienced sailors managing a crew of slightly less experienced sailors. However, uh, I'm confident in our abilities. From what we've heard so far through the channels, it's not a full crew. If any, it just seems to be sailing once again on its own. Hmm. That is very interesting. Need to check into that. Well, you have until tomorrow to let us know whether or not that is something that you're going to be taking. Because, well, headquarters is finished. We've completed our first uh our first real contract thanks to all of you uh as well as have finished setting up headquarters so we will be returning to neverwinter back to hq hq i see uh a shame but uh suppose it's only natural um yes uh i will present this matter to uh to our captain and um uh, I'll see what he says, but uh, I do pre predict that we'll end up taking your offer. He just nods, says, it wasn't an offer. It's your job. And then he takes his coffee, one long pull, sets it down onto the table, and then walks out. And you can see that he's left two gold coins, one face up, one face down. Jill just nods, uh, finishes off her coffee, uh, pays for it, and we'll head back to the ship. Okay. So, uh, at this point, uh, Ullman, as you are kind of meandering about the city, uh, you see off in the distance, Omen is uh, walking down the city streets and he's working his way back up to the tower. Uh, and then you see uh, Jill exit out of the uh, stilted diner that you guys had eaten at previously in this adventure. Uh, Jill! Uh, she'll look around and see Ullman. Envims is here too. Envims, yes, Envims. <laughs> It's just kind of weakly wave. He like motions you over as he's as he's walking towards you. Uh, okay. As she walks over, she'll be like, uh, "Hi, Ullman. I I'm sorry. Can can this way? I yeah. have to go speak to Hish. Hish will be fine waiting. I, I need to." discuss something with you real quick. Do you want to go for a walk? 
and he points away from the ocean. That way? It... I suppose if we can make this quick, this is business-related matter that I have to bring up to Hish. So um, let's give five, ten minutes, shall we? Uh, sure. Any more than that, it it'll cost extra. It that fast? Then great. She'll just eye you suspiciously and uh, walk along your intended path. Omen looks maybe nervous for the first time. He's like biting his lip and like drumming his fingers on his uh, side. And like, once we're like basically across town, he doesn't say anything until we're across town from the ocean. He's like, I think I made a mistake. Well, I'll say you've poorly mismanaged your time. It's already been five minutes of your allotted 10. And he pulls out. Uh, himself from the sheath and just shows you the bark. And Jill, on uh, on Ullman's dagger, you see at the hilt, uh, much on the same way the symbol is on the back of your hand, it seems like it is on uh, the inner curve of this plain, otherwise plain-looking hunting knife. Is it like the bigger version that she has now or is it the version that she like first had the kind of smaller one the one that she first had okay um i think she's gonna like grab it and like kind of like look over not fully like processing what's happening so you hear uh, her head i had what i thought was a dream uh until i discussed it with the others last night um Ham went cliff diving, and we hit the bottom, and I blacked out. I woke up on what I now know were Umberly's shores. You feel a white knuckle grip around, <laughs> around uh, your hilt, I guess. That's a... Yeah, anyway, I uh, complimented her eyes, and then I realized who she was. What did she say to you? She wanted me to bow to her. To beg for my life. I told her no. I said that I believed that even if she left me in the ocean where I was, that you guys could find me. That seemed to catch her off guard. I told her, well, the kind of same spiel I gave you when you told me everybody hated her, and I was like, that's kind of unfair, and she seemed to like that, so she was like, you should tell other people that, and I was like, sure, why not? And that was all. I did not make a contract, <laughs> as everyone seems to think. I just said that I would not badmouth her. Um, how familiar does this sound to me, Indoor? So when you experienced uh, your interaction, you did not see a uh, a 
woman standing before you asking uh, to bend the knee. What you had seen was under the waves, this large, dark, moving shape that seemed to reach out to you to then call, uh, to then establish the sea's call to you. And you felt something on your hand. It felt so, it felt incredibly physical. It wasn't necessarily a dream or anything like that. It seemed like there was just this large entity beneath the waves that had then uh, indoctrinated you into the Church of Umberley. Follow-up question. Is there like a, a tree nearby? Yes. Jill's going to chunk the dagger. <laughs> okay. Uh, Omen or Omen make a, uh, make an acrobatics check. As you wind up, he's like, wait, sorry. Oh, I should probably see this coming. <laughs> wait, not acrobatics. We're going to say make a persuasion check. How does 20 work? Okay. So, uh, at this point, as you have been having this psychic conversation with Jill, uh, Ham, now no longer under the slightest bit of influence from you, has actually walked off and is currently at a food stall. Uh, where he has convinced the person on the other side that he does not have any money, uh, but he knows that the orc over there will pay for his food. Uh, and so he is currently just getting some kebab. Uh, and Jill, you throw the dagger. Uh, make a ranged attack. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I'm proficient in, in daggers. Um, let's see. So my range. Okay. We'll say that the tree is within range. Uh, 22. Okay, 22. Yeah, so it just sinks blade into the tree. Uh, then she's going to stomp over, pull out the dagger, and she's going to say, I'm sorry. After all I've told you, Omen, your first instinct when coming across the goddess of the sea, the raging tempest, the bitch queen was to compliment her eyes? I didn't know it was her. She's gonna start stabbing the dirt. <laughs> you know, I should be used to this, but somehow this is exceedingly more uncomfortable than any other time I've been used. And she's just gonna pull out and just be like. <sighs> I thought I was dreaming. I was in my own body. I I now remember what I look like. I didn't until that point. <sighs> okay, you know, there are so many, so many problems with your story and so many places where this could have turned around and had a different outcome. I don't even know where to begin. Probably started with the cliff diving. But that was Ham's decision. I, I didn't stop him. I mean, he's he, his own person. If I enforced my will upon him, that would be, well, I don't want to do that. I am so angry with you. 
I'm sorry. I. And do you want to know why I'm angry I with can. you? Sure. I'm angry with you because you had a choice. A choice that was a luxury that was not afforded to me. And you, you idiot. I'm sorry. I had no choice because I was drowning. But every day I think it might've been better if I did. So I would not have to be in service to her and you. I appreciate your ability to see the good in people. However, She's just going to fall silent. Jill, you feel a nudge from behind you. She's going to whip around. And you see the figure that you have come to know is Ham standing in front of you with fists full of kebabs. And he reaches out one towards you and says, Beef! No, thank you, Ham. Jill, make a perception check. Fourteen. Fourteen, it's pretty easy to see that as you have been shouting at this dagger and stabbing it into the ground, there are quite a few number of onlookers just staring directly at the crazy woman having a breakdown. Am I in the area at all? Make a perception check. Okay. Oh no, no, my dice. Alvis is just having crab time. Alvis is having a fun crab time. <laughs> crab rave just playing in the background. 15 plus 5, so 20. Okay, yeah, you definitely hear uh, Jill just kind of, like, shouting. Uh, but having pauses in the shouting, that makes it sound like she's having a conversation, so you aren't sure if she's yelling at Albus or Olman. <laughs> yeah, I think um, Hish will walk back from the ship, um, having gotten the money. Um, and as he's coming across the end of this <laughs> standoff between Ham holding the kebabs and uh, Jill uh, standing there with the dagger in her hand <laughs> and says, Jill, are we feeling all right? Ham will offer you some kebab as well. He, he takes one kebab and says, thank you, Ham. This goes back to holding them. Uh, she'll flip the dagger around and be like, 
did you know about this? Um... Yes, you did. Yes, I did. Uh, I found out. Good answer, good answer. I only just found out yesterday, last night. So you elected to tell them first. That's lovely. You, Omen. to be fair to Almond, you were away the whole time doing your. You stay out of this, she says, pointing the dagger and all that ish. <laughs> Having a conversation with the dagger. Maybe you could have the conversation with the dagger not in the middle of the street. I think we're going to put a pin in this for now. Uh, she says, handing the knife back to um, Ham and exchanging it for a kebab. <laughs> uh, right before you, you hand me back, you, you just hear, I, I, I really didn't mean to hurt you. I'm sorry. <sighs> the only person you're going to hurt is yourself and everyone you've ever cared for. But, you know, it's, I'm sure that's not a feeling that you're not already used to. As you say? Ham puts Omen back in the sheep, uh, he says. I've already ruined the lives of everyone I cared for. I suppose it's just what I do. Well, then you will make an excellent servant plaything for Umberly then, I suppose. And she'll just take a ferocious bite out of her kebab and be like, Omen has a job for us, Hish. I'll see you at the ship. Uh, uh, yep, I'll see you at the ship. <clears throat> and at this point, the crowd that was around you guys that has heard all of this, they are now just like, that cleric of Umberley, oh my god. And like, they are all just like seeming to then kind of murmur amongst themselves as to what yeah, they I just witnessed. I think Hish looks around and goes, all right, what are y'all looking at? Show's over, let's go. And he's sort of waving everyone off. Make an intimidation check. 17 plus three. Okay. Uh, I also do intimidation that you can use your strength bonus for it because if you are super oh. big beefo, it makes sense that you can look imposing. Uh, so yeah, well over 20, the crowd uh all almost comedically uh comedically turns and looks a different direction than what they had been looking at previously and just scatters around you everyone simultaneously whistles mm -hmm. uh a hand taps you on the shoulder you owe money for kebabs ham how many kebabs did you buy he had walked away with five of them so you know that you owe one gold piece to the kebab oh. guy. 
you, you see him like struggling to count. <laughs> um, I give one gold to the kebab guy, and then I turn to him and I grab five gold and I say, "This is your food allowance," <laughs> and uh, hands it to him. He's like looks at it with a big grin, and it like melts into his hand surreptitiously. I hope that's enough. <laughs> and uh, he says, Ham, would you like to come with me to the faithful quartermaster? I think Omen wants ship. That's where Jill is. His bed. Right. Just give her some breathing room. Give her some space. Owen says I can paint. <laughs> and he like spins on his heel and runs off into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just be back by nightfall. Okay. <laughs> All right. So well, I'd like to go talk to Captain Zendros for a second. Yeah. <laughs> no, and as you do, she. Deal that I made, by the way. Yeah, you can totally pick oh, that one. Uh, so when you get back, Captain Zendros uh, has the has the flaming scimitar, uh, the flame tongue scimitar, ready for you, as well as a very dashy, uh, a very dashing looking scabbard uh, that actually seems to go really well with the cloak that you are wearing. Captain, this is stunning. I I can't thank you enough. Oh, I'm sure you can think of a at least one way to pay me. Uh, one way to thank me. She's just kind of making a coin motion with her hands. About that, I was actually going to ask. I had a thought while I was uh, getting the money from the ship, and I realized I work for Acquisitions Incorporated now. And he sort of flicks the pin that's on his uh, on his cloak. And I thought that um, perhaps we could strike up somewhat of a deal. What kind of deal are you thinking? I'm thinking what sounds reasonable to you. 15, 20% discount ongoing in exchange for securing you a contract with Acquisitions Incorporated to supply them. Here's... I have a document so that can work wonders. I don't deal in percentages. The numbers end up getting too clunky halfway through. However, you work for Acquisitions Incorporated. We will run a direct supply line to you. I can do, as long as it's non-magical, I can give you a sizable discount. But if it's magic, magic, you have to pay for it yourself. Because it takes my men time to find the gear that you end up purchasing. Where is this? She kind of motions to the rest of the shop. Adventurers come and go. People suddenly have two explorers packs that they had on them looking for a sale. You know what? I'll take it. Send over your documents, or at least something adjacent to them. 
and we can get this worked out. Sounds great. In the meantime, and he uh, pulls out the money for the for the sword and sets it on the counter. Okay. Sounds good. So, yep, she hands you over your sword and scabbard uh, and ends up collecting the funds from you. So, mark off uh, the equivalent of 100 and, uh, 1,450 uh, gold pieces. I don't think that. How do I? How do I? Do it would be a hundred and forty-five <laughs> platinum. Okay. Well, I just got rid of all my gold on accident because I thought it would automatically undo the platinum if I just put in all the gold. Okay. I don't remember what it was. I'll figure it out. So, how much platinum was that again? Uh, that was one hundred and forty-five that you would need to pay. Hmm, I, Hish, think I had a million bajillion dollars. <laughs> it was somewhere around 500 gold, so I'm just going to add that back and call it good. Okay. So, uh, she accepts your money uh, and then again says to just send over your documents or whenever you're ready. Uh, and then you are going to be heading back to the ship. Yep. Okay. So yeah, you head back towards the ship. Albus, how long are you staying at the bottom of the ocean? Uh, not not very long. Um, I'm going to leave. Does does a crab follow me? Uh, one of the tinier crabs seems to have, uh, like as you brought up this larger crab, there seemed to have been a little hermit crab that had crawled off and then found its way into your pocket. Okay, I do not remove it. Um, As I, uh, one thing that I want to do is that I want to uh, essentially write down my notes of what happened on the last couple of quests into my Jar of Whispers. Okay. Uh, and then meander probably just if I find somebody either at the ship or at the headquarters then join up with them okay uh yeah you would see at this point uh hish is making his way uh onto the ship the second time uh now with what looks to be a scimitar and a very fancy scabbard at his side that's new i think hish might have froze uh oh i'm still okay. here okay i thought that was me that froze nope Uh, yep. that's, that's new. Yes, I just got it from Captain Zendros. I understand I have you to thank, partially, for paying off that debt. Oh, did it help? It did. Oh, good. Significantly. So, thank you. Uh, fair warning, if you're going back to the ship, Jill found out about Ullman's little, um, predicament. How bad is it? She was screaming in the street at a dagger. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I... 
should I should I like go talk to her? Um out of the two of us, you might be more well equipped to do that. Um Okay. If if you I think she would appreciate it. Okay. Uh and he's gonna start heading to the ship. You may also want to check in with Olman whenever him and Ham get back. Um I can't imagine he's not kind of upset after the altercation. Well, not altercation, but you know what I mean. Where did they go? Uh, into the woods to paint. I told them to be back by nightfall. All right. Is that bad? No, no, it shouldn't be. Um, the woods are still like in town, right? It's not like they're just going off where they could get ganked by wild animals. No, this is on the outskirts of town. Okay. Oh, kitty. I'm going to get this stray cat out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go to the ship. Okay. So the two of you then go onto the ship. And Jill, where are you waiting for your, uh, for your crewmates and companions to return? Uh, she is in her room, uh, sitting on her bed or cot or whatever, reading a book that is called, where is it? Uh, because it's going to be, where the heck did I put it? Uh, one of the little trinkets she has is a book of etiquette. Okay. <laughs> the etiquette of slapping someone after they've wronged you. <laughs> yeah, you take the gauntlet off first. <laughs> Sometimes. Only some. All right, so, uh, yeah, that is, uh, you hear a knock on your door, uh, I'm assuming from either Hish or Albus uh, coming to get you. Doors open, unless you're Omen. Well, I suppose I'm not Almond. Well, then I suppose you can come in. Albus, uh, is there like a second bed in there? Anything else that he could sit on? There's the chair at the desk. There's only one bed. (laughs) (laughs) Is it okay if I put my bed next to yours? This is not going to be the hentai episode. So, um, I'll full. Sit down at the chair. Uh, I. So you found out. So you knew. I have to say I wasn't. I, I was also angry, but not nearly to your extent. Why were you angry, uh, Albus? I've, I haven't had good dealings with the gods. I know what they do with people. I know what they make of people. Ah, oh, good. So if someone here listens to me, <sighs> I yeah. 
a joke, sort of, of course. I'm uh, working on it, she says, uh, holding up the manners and etiquette book. I may have overreacted a tinge bit, but it was only because, well, probably not only because, but in some part because I tried so hard to tell Omen exactly what she was like and what she did to people. And he chose to disregard that. And now who knows? Who knows what she'll, she'll do with him? Do you blame him for what happened? Yes, <laughs> I do. Why? Well, he had ample warning. He had a choice, which is more than some people in that situation could ask for. And he chose to compliment her eyes. Did you hear that part? <sighs> yeah, yeah, I did. He, he screwed up. He made a mistake. But he didn't know what he was doing. And she took advantage of that. Well, I suppose it wouldn't be the first time she's taken advantage of someone in a precarious position. Then it probably won't be the last. It most certainly will not. You, I, I'm sure you've heard what Ullman said. She believes that she can take what she believes she is owed. That is uh, her MO to a T. Um, she is selfish, cruel, vain, and not someone you should be tangled with if you have that sort of choice. I'm sorry. Why are you sorry? I'm sorry that both of you are tangled in this. I... I have a dream. And perhaps it's a bit foolhardy, but... I... I... Some... Times in my idlest daydreams, I think about what it would be like to be free of Umberly and what that freedom would, would taste like and 
I think it would be the most wonderful thing I could imagine. There's so many things I took for granted before. So many people I, so many people I care about that I didn't fully appreciate them. So much that I wish I could do. But I know better than to wish for those things. Would that, would that make you happy to be, to no longer be in service to her? It would. Jill, I will find a way. I will find a way to get both of you out of this. That's um, quite the undertaking, Albus. I can't expect you to make such lofty promises. I have time. Well, I won't hold you to it contractually, but should you perhaps find such a way, I would be eternally grateful. And he just, he just has a small smile. It's not malevolent or anything. It's just, just a small friendly smile. Okay. And Hish, what are you up to at this point? Because you had seen Albus go into the room with Jill, and then their conversation seems to be coming to a lull. Yeah, I think um, Hish gives it some time and mulls around uh, the ship and, um, you know, just probably cleans up the kitchen after uh, Ullman has, you know, uh, cooked many meals in it by this point um, and I think after a while he goes back to Jill's room and just knock 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 who is it not Olman alright that's acceptable you may enter yeah he walks in and um, gives a nod to Albus um, oh, and just kind of oh. I'll give you two some privacy and he'll uh, step back to walk out of the room and as he turns you see a little hermit crab just like crawling up his back. When did he get a pet? I don't know what he gets up to in his spare time. Um, Fair enough. You wish to discuss something with me? She'll say uh, putting, pushing the book aside. Yes, you mentioned we had a job, but firstly, are you all right? I'm better. Um, 
Albus offered some perspective on the situation that I hadn't previously considered, but it... I'll... it... we'll work things out. Ullman always means well, even to his significant detriment. Yes. Um, unfortunately, to a substantial detriment, but I wish I didn't say some things I did. But oh man, I don't I'm not normally like this. I don't Jill, I don't allow myself to get like this. It's okay. It's okay to it's okay to be like this. It's okay to be angry. And Ullman well, will understand, and I'm sure he, I mean, someone needed to tell him those things. Well, being angry means that you're invested in something. And that is something I try not to do. So that m makes me angry in addition to that. He's just, just smiling. He's got a big dumb grin on his face. Okay, well, you, you could just stop smiling. Uh-huh. Business. <clears throat> business. Um, right. Actually, speaking of business, and she'll go over to, um, she probably has like some like bookshelf or somewhere that she keeps like scrolls and documents and stuff, and will pull out a copy of the one that she made for Hish and be like, um, I believe it's time for me to call in on some contractual obligations. And I only ask because it's incredibly pertinent to this job we're about to take. He gives you kind of a quizzical look and tilts his head to the side. Go on. Let's start with you. I thought we were going to start with the job. Well, I believe that the background information will allow us to make a more informed decision on the job. And plus you did sign this contract first before we had the contract with Acquisitions Incorporated about the job offer. So I believe this supersedes it. <clears throat> what do you want to know? Well, um, your time on the Iron Duke, the crew, the captain, perhaps the properties of the ship much as you can spare well i was on a ship called redacted and uh, i served the captain redacted redacted and i was uh, in the position of redacted funny i didn't see any place for redactions here on this contract i mean you didn't say there could be redactions so points to no redactions clause no <laughs> i'm just teasing jill i <clears throat> i assume can you just tell me what this is about well a wealthy merchant prince from an area not too far from where i'm from actually um has uh, contracted Acquisitions Incorporated because uh, 
many years ago, he was on a ship that was pervaded by another ship that went down shortly afterwards. Now he claims that the ship that had stolen his goods from him uh, has been seen sailing the seas again. Uh, and he would like us to uh, potentially retrieve some items from that ship by the name of the White Duke, or Iron Duke, rather. You see Hish tense up for a second. The Iron Duke. It's been seen sailing again? About five, six days travel from here, uh, near some islands uh, known for nasty whirlpools. But um, there's 10,000 gold at stake. It's <clears throat> quite a lot of money for a ghost ship. Don't know so, why it would be so worth it. My question, well, one of many, is how did it become a ghost ship? We sailed too close. Too close to what? Those pools, that island. Many ships have gone down there. It's not a unique story, Jill. But not very many ships come back up. I'm guessing, no, I know if someone has seen the Iron Duke, it is a mistake. Inside check. <laughs> okay. Uh, 19. Um, you get the impression that Hish wholeheartedly believes it, it cannot be the same ship. Um, to a point of like stubborn denial. Um, Jill will place one of her hands on top of one of his and be like, look, I can tell that this seems too incredulous to be true to you. However, any information that you might have, no matter how trivial it seems, might provide us a clue as to whether or not this is the same ship you served on, or perhaps a mistake. Did they mention if there was a crew, if there was a captain? Um, indoor. <laughs> 
Uh, you remember Omen saying that uh, from what they had gathered, it did not appear to be a... Uh, there wasn't a crew that seemed to be manning this ship. Not from what the reports say. I sailed with the Iron Duke for quite a while. It wasn't anything special. It was just a pirate ship. <clears throat> a particularly vicious one, but it's... All of it was mundane. We boarded other ships. We took what we wanted. We explored caves. We were under the command of Captain Sharktooth Salvador. He was actually very well known in Saltmarsh and he died with the ship. There was something out there that he wanted. What it was, I don't know. Did any of your other crewmates survive? Not a single one. Then how did you? That's a very good question, Jill. And I think that is where we will go into our break for the evening because Dingo, we know that you have to head out uh, mm -hmm. because you are going to be doing some other great stuff later this evening. So we are going to be going onto our break now for the next five to 10 minutes. So don't go into a place unless it is too. grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to bit.ly slash adventure merch, pick yourself up something nice, or leave us a review maybe on this video or audio cast that you're checking out. Uh, it would help us beat the algorithms so that way we can be at the top or in like Apple iTunes' Choice 60 podcasts at some point. We're coming for know. you, indoor air conditioning. Got your name <laughs> and numbers. Uh, and with that, we will see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. And welcome to the newest indoor adventure. We're back from our break. Uh, Jill and Hish are having some intense conversation right now uh, about backstory stuff, which we can find out more about at a later point. Because right now, uh, our, as you audiocast people may not have realized, our dear friend Dingo had to skedaddle on off uh, to get one last game in with uh, with her crew on a different channel. I believe off underscore the table, which are they're good friends, they're good people. Uh, go check them out. So if you're watching this on Twitch, uh, I don't know. Make up your mind, because I can't. So, uh, Hish uh, and Jill, uh, Jill, after you kind of present the... Uh, present again the money that you would get through your earnings from this job via ac inc of ten thousand gold pieces hish uh kind of has a more furrowed brow just thinking about this iron duke and just 
well, at least we'll get the 200 gold for the initial payment, even if it, even if it's not there, which it's not. So it should be fine. Are, are you going to be okay with being on the same boat as Ullman for at least a 10 day? I'll be better than Oce Oceanus with Albus. Speaking of which, I don't know when he's coming back. Are you serious? I mean, he didn't tell me. Like, we had a, a general agreement that we would sail down, let him off the boat, so that way he could talk to his family and, and not tell anybody about Albus. But after Albus's trip to HR, I'm not exactly sure... Albus had a meeting with HR. Yeah, you might want to go talk to him about that. I'm, um, count me in for, for what we're doing. Okay. Um, also, I'll see if I can write a letter to Oceanus. Um, I'll be able to contact him through Acquisitions Incorporated channels now because uh she'll kind of slap the little documenty satchel um well hard work has not gone unnoticed and hish just sort of looks at it and then looks up at you and just congratulations thank you i'm extremely tired the lesser restoration only sort of helped i totally understand i'm I'm going to spend some time with my family, but I'll see you tomorrow. Hish just... Wait, do, do I know that Hish has a family? Yeah, Hish has brought up having a family around you before. Okay. I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, she'll just nod and be like, um, yes, I'll see you in the morning. Uh... Meet outside tower? Sounds good. Okay. And it's just nods towards you. Uh, try and get some rest. Then exits. Okay. Leaving um, you alone in your room. So Jill will take this time to kind of pin a checkup letter to Oceanus. Be like, you know, uh, we miss seeing you on the ship. Hope all is well back home. Um, hopefully we'll see you again someday uh, on the Oliver's Triumph. Um, look forward to working with you further. Basically those kinds of things to kind of check on the situation, but also offer some nice platitudes. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. And then uh, put it in the handy dandy mail chute. <laughs> Just <laughs> and it's gone as you hear that sound and pop it back open the letter seems to have disappeared and it seems to have gone through the mail chute as it were uh, and then were you going to be having a conversation with Albus about his recent meeting with HR or is that a tomorrow morning kind of thing that's a tomorrow conversation okay I, I need to rest <laughs> All right, sounds good. 
Uh, so we are going to go over to Ullman and Ham. You guys have just sprinted off into the woods uh, and uh, found a nice little secluded place where Ham could really uh, get to work on painting. And how long do you plan on staying there? I think Ullman is just kind of letting Ham paint until he deems the sun is low enough as per his instructions. Okay. Ullman is not really wanting to be doing anything right now. He'd kind of prefer to maybe just be on a table by himself, but uh, I think he actually has Ham put him on a like stump. Okay. Because he just wants to be alone with his thoughts for a little while. All right. Uh, so as you are on this stump being on your own for a little bit and you see Ham is painting, uh, there is a rustling in the bushes uh, not too far away. And you see, uh, but before you actually hear that rustling, there is the sound of a lute that begins to kind of fill the air from uh, off towards the direction of town, and it seems to be getting closer towards you. Heralding someone's arrival. Uh, hope Ham picks me up. <laughs> uh, Can I, like, reach out to him? Make a wisdom check. Seventeen. Yeah, you can definitely reach out to Ham uh, to just be like, hey, pick me back up. Ham. Ham. Ham just kind of stops painting, sets his things down on the ground, and then walks over and picks you back up again. Just put me on the belt. You can go back to painting. Uh, and as you, uh, as Ham goes back to continue painting, uh, that is when this figure that has been playing the lute finally arrives, and you see that fiery red-haired individual wearing kind of a more downtrodden green robe at this time. Uh, it's just been kind of singing to himself, wandering through the woods. Uh, and then he appears to have seen you and just, oh, uh, hail and well met, traveler. Uh, oh, hello, Miari. Oh, Olman. How do? Uh, I'm, I, I'm doing all right. I prefer to go on little midnight strolls. Uh, or not midnight necessarily, but later in the day, you know, stretch your legs, work up an appetite, all of that sort of thing. What about you? Oh, what, yes. what brings you out here? Ah, uh, I was having a rough day, so I came out to do some painting. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, anything I can help with? I've been told I have good ears. I'm not sure. Um, I'm just fighting with a threat. I think, I think we'll be fine. It's just rough while it happens, and sometimes things are said that strike deeper than they should. And you see Viari just lets out a very big sigh, and he says, I know what you mean. 
Sorry about the it, whole. Don't even worry about it. Greater men have thrown far worse insults than Hish asking for my cloak. Or me being forced to pick yours up. Honestly, I was trying for a, like, I don't want to be caught in what you're wearing joke because we had matching cloaks, but they didn't pick up on that. And uh, I see, I see. Well, I'll try not to wear the same thing as you. How about that? <laughs> I think we're we're pretty fine on that for the most part. Our outfits look honestly really only similar in dress. I've noticed that you, Hish, and myself all kind of have the same cape, open shirt vibe going. It's the the romance novel cover. Exactly. Well, let's be honest. It's it's the real novel cover. They <laughs> they pose it <laughs> you're, off you're of correct. us. It's true. We are the Adonis they seek as inspiration. This is very true. I prefer nature, though. Ah. I was always one for song myself. Now... I used to, uh, play the lute myself. Oh, really? Well. Mm-hmm. Would you like to play? And he oh, kind I, of uh... shows, uh, offers his lute to you. Sure, why not? Okay. He strikes up uh, an old... I think it's a tale about, like, a fairy and her woodsman lover. Uh, and she, like, whisks him away. It's like a, a low and slow kind of rolling song. Okay, make a performance check. Okay. So as you play it, uh, Viari just, like, closes his eyes, nods his head along, uh, and he seems to just really be taking in the music. And then afterwards he says, um, you know, my father used to sing me a song kind of like this. Uh, different chords, different beats here now and then, but it was a good song. I'd love to hear it. Well, you just played it. No, I was thinking your rendition. Ah. Well, he takes the loot back and see him kind of flex his fingers a little bit. And... <laughs> and as he goes to pluck, one of the loot strings just snaps. He rolled a natural one on his performance check, and you see it kind of like pops up and gets him in the side of the face a little bit. And he's just... <laughs> I'm sorry, that's most unfortunate. That's just my luck. But, uh... I think with this, I need to go back, resupply. Can't really go around playing a lute with only four strings, now can I? Of course. Well, you could get creative, but... Go replace your strings. But, uh, you'll have to sing that song for me sometime. I plan on it. And he just kind of bows towards you and then begins uh, to walk away into the woods. Uh, again, offering you uh, the best of luck when dealing with your friend. Or at least better luck than his. Thank you very much. 
All right. And so as the night goes on, you manage to complete your picture. It is now getting to that dusky point uh, that you said that you would return to the ship. I return. Okay. I make an effort to stay out of vision of Jill if possible. Alrighty, sounds good. So, you do manage to stay out of uh, out of Jill's way as you get onto the ship. Uh, you see that her door is closed, her lights are off. Uh, there is a, a gentle snoring coming from the other side of the door. Uh, Albus, what are you getting up to at this point? Uh, so, as soon as I left uh, Jill, I was going to try to make my way over to Ullman. Okay. So yeah, Ullman, uh, we'll say that after your conversation with Viari is done and you're in the process of packing up your things, that's when Albus is going to also come through the bushes, uh, not being heralded by loop music this time, but just kind of a man in a long coat. Oh, uh, hello, Albus. Uh, hi, I'm glad I caught you, uh. I was just coming back to the ship anyway. Okay. Uh, well, let's walk together. Uh, of course. How are How are you feeling? Well, I uh, I had a nicer afternoon than my morning. So a little bit better, but I I suppose I'm a little upset. I'm sorry. Thank you. I seem to keep bumbling my way into situations with poor decisions that put the people I care about in danger. I don't know if that's just fate against me or if there's really different choices I could have made that would have left me better places i mean for certain situations there certainly are i could have stayed at home i really never should have left but we can't take these things back so we just have to accept them and keep going i guess right try to make the right choices from now on that's all you can do the best anyone can do. Jill, Jill will be okay in time. Glad. I had a very different encounter with her god than she did, and I, I get it. It's, it could be extremely frustrating. What are you going to do now? I mean, I'm going to continue as normal, like I said. Until she says anything to me again, I will hold up what may be my end of the bargain in that when it comes up, 
I will be like, why do you think she's so bad? She's kind of just nature, isn't she? But that's just because I think she is perceived wrong. She never contacts me again. I'm assuming it's a mark of our meeting. I understand if that's your perception of the situation. I hope you understand that I see it as her taking advantage of you. I... I can see how you would see it that way. I... I'm reserving that judgment specifically until she speaks to me again. Because if she never speaks to me again, then we don't have a contract. I don't know. It's not like I have any power. I just have a mark on me. I don't feel any connection to some divine being. It's just me here and Ham. Right. So I'm gonna continue working with you all. My friends, we've got a job, it sounds like. And you know, maybe when I have enough money, I can ask Acquisitions Incorporated if they can look for some information on some names, you know? Maybe my wife is still out there. What names do you need? Or, yeah. I don't have those on hand, <laughs> but they exist. Give me a second. <laughs> if, if you say them, uh, Albus will put them in the whisper jar. I give them to you. I will PM to give them to you later. <laughs> nice in the courtyard. What is my mother's name? I'm genuinely <laughs> curious. What is it? Um. Well. I hope you know I hope you have some time to think about what you're going to do when Umberly contacts you again. When, not if. I hope I will have a plan by then too. <laughs> I have no clue what I'm doing, Elvis. Keep, this is talk keep talking to us. So far beyond anything I thought I'd ever be involved in. Just keep talking to us. Let of us course. know what's going on so that we can help you through this. That's my plan. I was sad that Jill felt upset I told them last when it was really sort of happenstance. I, I wish I'd had the chance to first but you did tell her 
I did. You're not you're not hiding this from anybody. No. Well, at least not you three. I'm hiding a lot about myself from everyone else. Right, as as am I. Just But with you three. Right. As long and as you especially. As long as we're all working together, as long as we are expected to have each other's backs. We all need to know what's going on with each other. Right? That's the way I see it as well. Okay. I'm glad you're talking to us. I'm glad you're here for me. Yeah, and we're all we're heading back Alrighty, sounds good so you guys make it back to the town of Saltmarsh are you then returning to the ship or were you planning on going anywhere else I should not be sleeping where everybody else is so I'm gonna keep having a room at the snapping line Uh, okay sounds good do you want me to stay with you If you, if you would like to. I mean, I am still your bodyguard? Right. Yes. All right. Okay, so so I'll get a room for both of us. So when you go uh, to pay for the room as you go into the tavern once again, uh, there is actually a guard who comes up and and stops you. Uh, seems one of the town's guardsmen, and he just says, um, "Are you Albus Lacroix?" Shit, I don't have spells. Yes. Uh, it seems uh, that uh, you are friendly with Keladek, the wizard, right? Yes. Uh, seems he left a letter for you. Uh, this is for you. Uh, we were told that you frequented this place, so one of us has been waiting for you to make your return uh, since, well, the incident. Sorry for your loss again. Uh, from what we've been able to gather, Two of you spent a lot of time together. Um, right. Thank, thank you. And he just nods uh, and says, "It's no worry. Just doing the orders of the city." Have a good day, Mister Albus. And then uh, turns towards you, Olman. Have a good day. Then he walks off. Ah, uh, that was weird. Yeah. Uh, paying for a room for the night. Okay. And yeah. How how much is the room? Uh, the room is going to be a total of one silver or a total of one gold piece. Okay. Uh, and yeah. Go up and uh. 
read the letter. Okay. Uh, so when you open up the letter, you see that there is a brass key that actually falls out of it. Uh, and as you look upon this piece of paper, uh, it says, uh, To my dearest Albus, uh, if you are reading this, something terrible has befallen me. And I hope that I hope that nothing terrible has happened to you as well. I am leaving you my manor. You are the only one who seemed to have bestowed upon me any semblance of kindness in this town. I see, I know I appeared rather unapproachable, but as it would turn out, you were the only one who saw through my cold veneer and into the warmth of my embrace and my heart. In this letter, you will find the will for the manse that you can get only on one condition. You must, uh, you must inform a guard and then stay in this manor overnight. If you can stay there for an entirety of one evening and come into the next day, inform a guard again and the house is yours. Is that the end? Yep. Pretty sure I ran into a quest in Oblivion that was exactly this, but... <laughs> ah. Is this... Is it common for people to do stuff like this? Do what? What, what, what would it say? Uh, I'll, uh, I'll fill you in telepathically. Huh. Beep, beep, well, beep. Le leaving things to people, yes. You usually, you leave your possessions to your closest of kin, and if you have a lot of them, sometimes you divide it up. That's, that's relatively common. People you are close to, you might leave sentimental items. But that requirement sounds like there's going to be danger. And if there's going to be danger, we might want the other two. Right. Uh, I'll let them know who you... Will you meet me at the house? Yeah, when? A few, an, an hour, I, I guess, if it would take that long. Or like 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, yes. You, you want to go now? Oh, right, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and I'll quickly go back to the ship. I'll catch that guard on the way out. Let him know we're going to the house. Uh, right. Uh, if you're intending to try to fulfill that tonight. I'm no, pretty well rested. I, I could do it, but... Uh, no, no time like the present. Uh, here, here's the letter uh, to show them. I'll be right back. 
Are you, are you sure you're okay? I'm fine. Okay. You seem off. I don't know. Okay. So yeah, the two of you separate. Uh, Ullman, you are going to go inform the guard that you are going to be acting upon this uh, post-haste. And then, Albus, you are returning back to the ship. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I will explain to you, uh, Jill and Hish, what's going on. So when you return to the ship, Hish is no longer there, having gone to spend time with their family. Uh, and you can hear that Jill is lightly snoring in the room uh, by themselves. Uh, indoor? Yes. There's something I would have liked to do while they were gone, and we can say that I did that, and then I just got to sleep. Okay, yeah, no, you are definitely not uh, sound asleep at this point. What would you have liked to have been doing? Um, I think during this time, she would have written another letter to um, to the same woman she wrote to before, uh, Ferora Lyrandar, and just say how much she loves and misses her and her father and her brothers um, and how she wishes that she could see them again soon, but things are complicated. But should they ever need to get in contact to just uh, get mail acquisitions incorporated and it'll find find its way to her. Okay. Um, but then she'll send that off. Sounds good. Uh, and then right as you are laying down, getting ready for rest again, you hear a uh, rap at the door. Just <laughs> Who is it? Albus. Albus, what would bring you to my room at this time of night? Uh, I think it would be easier if I showed you, and I'll I will share my memory of the letter uh, with Jill. Okay, so are you proposing a slumber party? I suppose. Uh, And you just hear some kind of groaning and the sounds of what appear to be maybe like armor and other things thrown into a bag and Jill just like comes out in her pajamas and is just like all right let's have a sleepover it's hish around oh uh hish wanted to spend the night with his uh family oh oh yes i suppose i should be telling um, you both uh, about the new job that we have been assigned. And I suppose there is no better time to do it than at some abandoned manor (laughs) during a slumber party. That's exactly what I was thinking. (sighs) No hint of sarcasm. (laughs) Hints of sarcasm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Very well. Um, I suppose. Well, no. 
Let me see if I can at least sleep a little bit on the way over there. I'll tell you when I get there. I I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to try and fall asleep standing up. <laughs> standing up and moving. <laughs> so yeah, uh, eventually you guys do make it to the manor. Uh, and you see that Ullman is currently standing outside of it. And you see that there are the kind of familiar wrought iron gates uh, that are currently locked. Uh, it seems like nobody has actually been allowed onto the premise uh, post-mortem with Kaladek. However, Elvis, now that you have this key, it is really of no concern to you. So you end up uh, opening up the gate as the three of you arrive, push it open as a very cool breeze kind of rolls up over the hill uh, near the cliff where Kaladek had jumped. And as it passes by the gate, one of them just swings open and you can just hear that very familial creaking just <laughs> as it finds its way uh, to a resting point. Right. Time like the present. Okay, so you go up to the familiar doors, uh, and once again you use the key, so that way you are able to get inside. Uh, and when you do, you're used to seeing it be very bright, very, uh, very well lit in here. But this looks like nothing has actually been. This place has has not been used uh for the last several days it would seem uh after your interaction with Kaladek, it seems to have just been briefly looked over uh trying to find any instance of a magical mishap uh and thankfully he was a rather messy wizard so your story of something wrong going uh or some accidental wrongness occurring during a magical experiment seems to have been enough for the guards to believe but you guys find yourself in a large uh almost laboratory like room where albus you know that you've spent uh, a decent amount of time with keladek <sighs> sorry it's just uh weird being back here well uh let me see if I can turn some lights on. Well, are there candles around? Sorry, yes there are. Uh, and as you are going around, you also notice that there are like plates of half-eaten food. There are books that are only partially written. Others seem to have been left open at a specific part that Keladek was perhaps going to be returning to. Well, uh, we're going to be here all night. I'm going to light up a few more rooms and see if I can't clean up some dishes. Okay. Albus is clearly like, he's not okay. But like, he's trying to do his best to maintain composure. And Ullman, as you begin uh, to face over towards uh, the hallway that you are 
planning on exploring. You you were in Keladex, uh house a couple of times and you know where roughly the location of the kitchen is. And as you begin going down that hallway, you hear what sounds like a door slamming on the floor above you. I like just back around. I'm like, okay, I know I was super excited about the maybe haunted house, but now that we're actually in a haunted house, I'm terrified. I mean, maybe it was a completely natural door closing. That's far more logical. There's, there are ghosts. Ghosts exist. There's not a ghost in this house. That would. Actually, it's very likely that there would be a ghost in this house, considering that the owner is recently deceased. No, why'd you have to say that? <laughs> it's a very logical conclusion. Does one of you want to come with me to the kitchen? Maybe preferably both of you? Sure. I suppose. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, and as you, uh, all three of you now, make your way down the hallway into the kitchen, you just feel like there is a breeze running by, uh, running across, like, your legs and lower halves. And as you get to the kitchen, you see that there... There's a window that has been left open. One of its wooden, uh, one of its wooden blinds seems to kind of be clapping against the side, uh, the side window of this house, and perhaps that's what made the slamming noise that you heard. Well, now I just feel dumb. I'm sorry. I'm a little jumpy. Apparently. <laughs> Uh, Jill cast thaumaturgy to just shut the window very loudly. <laughs> yeah, and you manage to just close all of the windows. They all you see little latches kind of fall in place as they lock closed. Omen visibly jumps as they slam shut. Wasn't a ghost, just me. Alright. Well, I'm going to go find a place to sleep for the evening. Um, whenever you're done doing what you're doing in the kitchen here, perhaps we can discuss our next job opportunity. Well, not so much an opportunity, it's mandatory. So, yeah, she's going to walk out. <laughs> I'm just saying, if there are ghosts, this is a total setup. I just, like, mumble that to you, Albus. What do you mean? Like a... Like a book. Like when you read ghost stories, one person's always like, there are no ghosts, and then leaves, and then that's when the ghost shows up. Well, if one does show up, we'll deal with it like we deal with anything else. Of course we would. I just... I don't know. The irony. The dramatic irony. I was reveling in it. <laughs> I don't think this is the plot of a story. This is, this is life. 
but dramatic irony happens all the time in life. That's why it's in stories. And I'm, I'm not following. And uh, Albus, as you say that, you feel uh, the shutters on the around the windows of the kitchen begin to shake and you see them trying to open themselves and as they do you feel that same breeze kind of roll through and the albus you hear a voice along that breeze albus that's all it says and it seems okay. to just pull itself farther away from you okay I don't comment. Okay. Jill, is is that you? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, as you hear the sound of uh, ruffle and scuffling of fabric as Jill is trying to assemble pillows, blankets, couch cushions, whatever, into a suitable sleeping arrangement. <laughs> Possibly sheltered, um, made of perhaps blankets and pillows. Oh, of a course. fort, perhaps. Yes, <laughs> the most secure fort made of blankets and pillows. And uh, Jill, as you are uh, as you are getting everything set up, you hear what sounds like feet coming across of floorboards coming from above you. Uh, further down the hall and they just seem to be coming towards you very steadily just uh, 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 the footsteps yep. of what sounds like a very heavy or tall person somebody large if there are spirits in this place she says uh, still assembling uh, the blanket fort just know that I'm a cleric <laughs> Fuck off, ghosts! <laughs> and as you say that, uh, you feel the room around you steadily beginning to chill. Oh, boy. Of course, of course. It can never just be a nice slumber party. Um, shit, I don't even have anything to detect undead or anything right now. Um, yeah, um, did I use that today? No. Uh, okay. She's just gonna, like, still, like, be constructing the pillow fort, but her hand is just gonna be glowing. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then, uh, Ullman, you are trying to make food or just clean dishes? I, I was just moving dishes I could find into the, the kitchen. Okay. Basically, trying to sort rubbish into its appropriate rubbish areas. Sounds good. So, make an investigation check. 15. Okay, so, uh, as you are going through cleaning up all of these plates, eventually you open up a door, and you see what appears to be a room that was either a guest bedroom uh, or possibly just 
where Keladek would rest on the lower levels. And as you go to open up the door, you see that there is a music box that is propped up on a nightstand next to the bed. And you see that there is a plate also next to this uh, small little music box. And as you go and you grab the plate to bring it back, as the plate picks up and moves, you hear the music box begin to play with a very light tinkling of a harpsichord. Olvin, like, pulls the plate back and, and, like, recoils. I want nothing to do with you ghosts. <laughs> okay. I, I wanted something to do with you, but no. Leave me alone, please. I just want to clean. <laughs> and Albus, standing in the kitchen again, you hear another message on this wind that's seeming to try and come in. And as these window panes or uh these wooden shutters are beginning to shake and vibrate you see one of the latches actually pops off another mm -hmm. latch pops as the windows flowing open as a stronger breeze now rushes through and it's a, and you hear on the wind and only you you killed me albus after everything we've done is there anything to mind link with there does not seem to be a presence that you are aware of that you could mind link with. All right. And then, uh, Jill, the room that you are in has now gotten cold to the point where your breath is now visible. And it looks like the light that had been set up in the room with Ullman is steadily beginning to turn darker and darker and darker. Ullman, as you go to turn around, uh, you see that the door begins to swivel shut. Uh, and Albus, you hear again, uh, You killed me, but can you save them? And Ullman, the door shuts and Jill, Can you I... feel like it is just getting oh. incredibly cold near you. Albus, what would you like to do? As Ullman, you have seen this door shut in front of you. And Albus, you hear that heavy door slam as well. Do I see either of them? You do not at this current state. God damn. I'm going toward uh I'm going toward Ullman. Okay. So as you go to uh up to Ullman's door, Ullman, you have seen this door shut in front of you and there seems to be clattering coming from around you as this singular music box continues to play. I toss all the plates Actually, no, I wouldn't even toss the plates. Ham just, like, absorbs the plates into his belly. <laughs> okay. And we run for the door, and I, like, try it. Okay, so the door handle does not jiggle for you. But I'm going to need you to make a dexterity save. Oh, wow. 18. Okay, 18. As your hand goes to grab onto the door handle, you feel a burning sensation and you bring your hands back and it seems like the door handle has actually been heated. You are going to be taking three points of fire damage. Oofy owie. 
Albus, you are running towards this door. Uh, I would like for you to make a perception check as you get close. Five. Okay. So, yeah, you go to... Gra uh, are you planning on grabbing onto the door to pull it open? What is your plan? I don't think... So, he's thinking that uh, the door slams shut, so there's probably going to be, like, something, like, holding it shut. So, he's probably not going to be strong enough to, like, force it open. So, instead, he's going to lightning lure the door. Okay. And try to pull it toward him. Uh, and I can roll the damage yeah roll just roll the damage. damage it's a stationary object uh actually it's a strength saving throw okay so that's an 11 uh okay it needed to beat a 13 <laughs> uh but it takes two lightning damage damage and it would be pulled up to 10 feet toward me Okay, so make a dexterity save as this door comes rocketing towards you. Uh, 15. Okay, 15. So yeah, you just managed to step out of the way as this door then careens onto the wall and you hear this music box being played into the hallway now where, uh, where Ullman is. And Ullman, you have just watched Elvis just apparently seeming to have ripped this door off of its hinges onto the wall. But he still just seems to be standing in his very calm, composed posure. Much appreciated. Uh, he had to go within 15 feet of the door, so he would have, like, run up and yeah, uh, lightning tentacled the door toward, toward him. Uh, <sighs> down the hall? To, to Jill, yeah. Uh. Okay, and then as the two of you <laughs> begin going down the hall... Jill, as you are sitting there with your blanket fort, I am a cleric, your hand is now glowing, you see that the darkness that was coming down the walls has actually begun to creep onto the floor now, and as it continues coming forward, you see what look to be tiny hands extending out of the darkness, grabbing onto places where there's still light and seems to be pulling forward. And as they get closer to you, you see that these hands aren't necessarily completely incorporeal. They almost have a wet texture to them, and as they continue to claw towards you, you see that they are bloated these are kind of decayed almost rotted these seem look they seem to look like the hands of drowned people that are just clawing, clawing their ways towards you um yeah i think um yeah fuck it let's go for it i think she uh is going to like slam her hand into the ground and uh use um what is that called i can't think of its name channel divinity to uh turn undead okay sounds good so that is a 17 uh let's see uh the dc equals cleric's fate oh no yep just needed a 15 <laughs> yeah and as you punch the ground and send this wave out there is a brief wash of light over the over the darkness, and as the light travels over, you see that it is hitting forms. It is not just this blanket of darkness that you have seen. It actually looks like there are figures now that are coming closer towards you. Um, 
Okay. Uh, so I think, uh, you said the doors are closed and the lights are dimming, right? Yes. Okay, fine. We're going to have to do this the difficult way. Um, and I think she's going to use Thaumaturgy again, but this time to make the light shine just a brilliant, uh, the flames from the candle shine a brilliant white light and slam the doors open. Okay. Sounds good. So, uh, as you slam the doors open and bring light back into the room, Albus, that is when you and Ullman racing down this hallway see the door open up and Jill is just standing in the middle of this room surrounded by what look to be almost several dozen shadowy figures. Jill, are you okay? Um, actually, you might want to stay in that room for a moment. Uh, as the hand begins to glow again. <laughs> Alright, so I'd like for everybody to roll initiative. <laughs> and in the darkness, we say fuck. <laughs> Natty one. Oh boy. That's a four. We got a big 19 over here. And Ullman, what'd you get? A slightly smaller 17. Okay. Sounds good. And then this creature is also sitting pretty. But Jill, it is going to be your turn. Uh, yeah. Uh, the light is going to gr glow and crackle um, from the hand uh, and uh, I think with like a snap there's going to be a sudden painful loud ringing noise uh, as I cast shatter <laughs> oh shit okay sounds good uh, yeah it needs to make a save uh, con 15 it rolled a natural one <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Oh, wait. These are D20s. That is not what I roll damage with. That's going to be 3D8. And do I have that feature yet? I don't think I... Oh, no. I think that would have been my channel of divinity. Yeah. No. I already used that. Okay. So we're going to roll the 3D8. And that is going to be... Da, you. You. Uh, okay, that is going to be 10 points of thunder damage. Okay. Um, also, let's see. Non-magical item that isn't being worn or carried also takes damage if it's in the spells area. Okay, so where were you targeting the spell? Um, let's see. Uh, I guess, like, in this room. Okay. Yeah, so as you cast Shatter, uh, you hear the sound of bookshelves breaking and cracking as you had mostly done this within the library. There is some shattered glass sounds as well, but you can't really see them through the darkness. Uh, and as this magic washes over, you see some of these figures actually bring their hands up and then revert back into the pool of shadows beneath them. Next up, Ullman. Uh, Ullman, or, or him, Pulls Omen out of out of his whatever the word is <laughs> sheath. There we go. 
out of his sleeve <laughs> out of his i was gonna say scabbard but that's not quite right <laughs> uh and he he goes to lunge at one of the shadow people okay make an attack Uh, 24? That'll hit. Roll for damage. Gone forever. Uh, that's seven. Okay. Sounds good. Does it seem to do anything? Uh, the shadowed figure that you go to stab out at actually recoils and also seems to pull down into shadows. Great. Alrighty, so next up, Albus. What would you like to do in this shadowed room and you see that there are these drowned men figures coming towards uh trying to encircle all of you? Uh does any of them look like they are the source of what's happening here? Make a perception check. Seven. Okay. Uh yeah, you are not able to pick out if they're uh if any are the source of this. Uh, okay, Albus is going to uh, lash out, uh, like he's going to move his arm in uh, that same sort of uh, movement that he did whenever he lashed open the door. And this, uh, for a moment, you'll in the reflection on the candlelight, you'll be able to see this uh, spectral tentacle uh, with like little bits of electricity uh, coming off of it. Uh, reach out for one of the shadow people and I need to make a strength save. Okay. Uh, that is a 13. That's my turn. Okay. Sounds good. So as you lash out and you watch as this lightning lure shoots out uh, and strikes one of the shadowed people, you see that figure also just disappear and revert back into the shadows beneath you. And that is when you feel the room begin to shake and shudder and you hear other books beginning to fall off of their shelves as well the glass window panes begin to shake as well uh and the darkness seems to coalesce and as it does it pulls down onto the ground and rises up and you see that there is a humanoid form with his head kind of bent off to the side some bone kind of propped out one of his arms is completely twisted back around himself and this ghastly figure almost seems to have these telltale red robes that you had seen Keladek wear uh, during his time with you and with an extended finger it points out towards your group and says you killed me and as it does uh, its mouth after it finishes just seems to rattle along its side and as it does this breathing almost seems to come out in some kind of vicious laughter and it is going to use its howling babble ability so i need you all to make a wisdom save Eighteen. with advantage from my uh dual mind i got a 12 yeah i got a 12 okay sure we gets us there so albus and uh ulman you are both going to be taking seven points of psychic damage and you are also going to be stunned until your next turn jill you are taking half that damage and you are not stunned 
Uh, does that round up or down? Uh, it rounds down. So you okay. would be taking three. Okay, thank you. I always forget. <laughs> All right, so Jill, you have just watched your two other friends freeze in terror, but fuck off, ghost. You're the cleric. What would you like to do? Uh, I would like to perform my clerical duties and shoot just a big old guiding bolt at this ghosty in the middle of the room. Okay, make an attack. Oh, man. It's a 19 on the dice. Oh, shoot. Okay, roll for damage. All right, let's see. Uh, 4d6. La la la. Um, okay, I have just enough. Just enough. Okay, so that is 11 points of radiant damage. Oh, shit. Okay, sounds good. All right, so it is the creature's turn. As Ullman, you are currently stunned. Albus, you are also stunned. And now it is the creature's turn once again. So you hear all three of you now begin to hear, You killed me. Why? I gave you everything. And as these words exit its mouth, it is going to use its whispers of madness. So I'm going to need everybody to make a wisdom save. Uh, that's a dirty 20. Okay. 14. A natural and the only capable way of getting to 20 on wisdom save. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you all end up succeeding, uh, and yeah, since you all succeeded, nothing happens. Jill, it is your turn again, and you'd used a guiding bolt on this? Yeah, so that fades away because no one was able to attack it, but okay. that's okay. I thought it was until the next hit, not the next hit after your round. Um, let me double check. Uh, has advantage... Uh, oh wait, oh wait, yeah, no, it's just the next, oh wait, no, before the end of your next turn. Ah, so the next gotcha. attack roll, okay, but it's okay, because I'm about to hit this dude with another guiding bolt. Before the end of your turn. Yeah, so you get advantage. You can still oh. get advantage. <laughs> Great, thanks me, looking out for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, just be like, is this your friend, Albus? As I shoot off another... Uh, the guiding bolt, and that's gonna be like a a billion. Um, uh, twenty six plus seven, I think, is twenty three. <laughs> Shit. Okay. What does your guiding <laughs> bolt look like? Um, probably closer to like lightning than uh radiant energy, but. How you like, know what does it look like when you cast it are you like rearing back to chuck lightning bolts or are you like a mega man fisting with your holy symbol of umberly out um hmm yeah no i think it's like um hmm never consider it yeah just kind of like shooting forward uh emerging from the fingertips almost like sith lightning nice Awesome. All right. So did you have a bonus action you would like to do? Uh, first, I would like to roll damage. Blech. 
11, 14, 18 points of radiant damage. Okay. Sounds good. Um, and then... No, no bonus action. I only have one spell slot left. <laughs> Alrighty, sounds good. Ullman, it is your turn. You have now freed yourself from the stun of this ghost and just seen Jill. Guiding Bolt! Guiding Bolt! Uh, as Ullman is, like, kind of crouched in this vague combat pose you always see him in, he, like, suddenly gets really stiff for a second and stands up and pushes, points his free hand out, and uh, hand begins to... And a symbol glows on the back of his hand, and lightning seems to come out his fingers and shoot towards the ghost. Okay. <laughs> you will have advantage on this because it is still guiding bolted. Uh, 25. That'll hit. Roll for damage. Sir. That's eight force damage. Okay, sounds good. Sir. Did you have a bonus action that you would like to do? Uh, let me see here real quick. Yeah, that boy's going to be a little cursed. And what does that look like for us? Um, I think you see his, you just see his irises go completely wide so that he has like cartoonishly black circles in the centers of his eyes. Okay. So yes, this ghostly figure is now hexed. Next up, Albus. Um, Still in uh, a very, like, defensive stance. Uh, like, he could lash out at any other moment. Uh, he is just going to say, I never meant for any of this to happen to you. Okay. Uh, and this creature looks down at you and says, You knew exactly what you are. And then just looks at you menacingly. Is there I any... never meant for you to die. I never meant for any of this to happen. And his head is still at the side and you see it actually... With the sound of bones popping, it actually straightens up until it's looking directly down at you now. I never meant to hurt you or anyone. But now you're here. Definitely meaning to hurt me and to hurt those close to me. And 
as you say that the room again just kind of begins to take on this very dark uh these dark shadows that linger along the uh linger along the walls and start creeping up across the floor uh this wouldn't happen this wouldn't be persuading this person at all would it make a persuasion check okay uh and i believe yep psychic glamour advantage on persuasion okay 25 okay uh so your words do end up ringing true uh however it is so hell-bent on what has happened to it it is immune to these charming like effects uh that would otherwise make it seem non-hostile towards you it seems like its entire existence is you albus uh and so it bonus action okay healing word uh, myself sounds good okay cool i'm at 11 okay so he is going to then float down towards you and bring up this long hand and then swipe down towards you and you can you're if it hits you will feel it then pass through you uh he got a total of 21 to hit does he come past me in any way i can hit him uh he floated up along the ceiling to then place himself directly in front of albus that's 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 a hit that's a hit that i can't do shit about (laughs) Okay, so you are going to be taking a total of 19 points of psychic damage. Not enough to kill me outright. Wait, psychic damage. Yes. I take 10. I take, yeah, 10. Do you have resistance to psychic as a callous I, I do. Yes. Wait, half of 19, that nine i take nine points i am still alive so and as his hand swipes through you you get a very fierce migraine one that you feel like that alone was probably worth more damage than his actual swipe but in that moment where you feel like something is kind of hit against the back of your head your vision goes dark and for this brief moment you can see a image and it looks like a spiral just very quickly, very briefly, just seems to flash as you get hit in the back of your head. Okay. And that is it for its turn. Jill. Albus, are you going to be okay? Uh, he's... It's, it's like the air got knocked out of him. Uh, and... He, He's just stunned for a little bit. Um, uh, keep yourself alive, Albus. I'm sorry. <laughs> As I shoot off another guiding bolt. Okay. At second level, because that's my last spell slot. 
so go battle mercy uh yeah that's another 23 okay roll for damage this one's gonna be 5d6 which i didn't bring five with me gosh darn it um so that's 15 points of radiant damage This looks like this creature's form is barely able to hold itself together at this point, and it is just glowing this sea foamy blue around it uh, with the help of Julfain's guiding bolt. And then, did you have any bonus action that you would like to do? Uh, bonus action, I would like to pant in exhaustion because I'm tired. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Next up, Ullman. You stay the hell away from him, you fiend! I want to sprint up and stab it. Okay, roll for damage or uh, make your attack. You will have advantage on this. Great, that puts me at a twenty to hit. Okay, that totally hits. Do I have I have advantage? So yes, that that's the answer to my question that I was going to ask. Roll that there sneaky attack. damage okay uh so what does it look like when you drop this there ghost i think omen uh, with no grace just sprints up and plunges his blade through this through the neck as best as possible and as deep as possible (laughs) okay so as the dagger ends up going into the neck of this creature right at the broken spot from where he had fallen uh, during his life. You get this moment where uh, you wonder if your dagger was going to be enough to stop this creature, but then it just continues to sink through, uh, bisecting this creature just very vertically as you kind of come down to the bottom. And as it does, you see that this kind of dark energy begins to come out of it, and then it begins to fall down onto the ground almost like running water but it doesn't necessarily go to the ground you see that it actually will if it misses uh the area where it is directing towards then it will fall to the ground and try again but you watch as this darkness actually floods uh out of it and then onto the dagger that you have omen and you watch as these this dark essence seems to seep into the dagger and then into ham uh, as your eldritch feat allows you to regain hit points whenever a monster you have cursed dies, but you have absorbed uh, part of this creature. The the blood on that was coming out of his nose like sucks its way back up it. <laughs> and as you oh, yep. And as you say, oh, looking at this dagger as you have just snorted your blood back into your body, that is where we are going to call it for tonight's session. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop by. We ended up getting some new follows while we were doing this. Chumbawamba, thank you so much for the follow. And thank you to Raid10. Raid10. Thank you so much for stopping by. I'm glad that you were able to join us on this spooky haunted house mission. So, uh, with that, 
Let's start some sign-offs. Reeves, where can we find you? What do you do? Hi, I'm Reeves. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Reeves underscore bot. I play video games with my friends mostly. I play on Wednesdays. I'm trying to play through my entire Steam library, three games at a time, uh, with a rotating co-host choosing three games for me to play. At the end of playing the game for an hour, I try to decide if I would ever play it again and label it a needle, or hey, that show's called Needle in a Haystack. I had Steven last week. It was great. Uh, and then on Sundays, I have a ongoing Divinity 2 campaign with some friends of mine. Uh, we will not be playing that this week, though. We'll probably be playing some variety games because we have a player out of town. So, yeah. Pew pew. All right. And Cyber, where can we find you? What do you do? Hi, I'm Cyber. You can find me on Twitter at of Trouble One, where I ship posts and talk about whenever I do stuff on the internet, like whenever I go live on twitch.tv slash Trouble One. I play video games real badly, and I talk about the lore, because, you know, that's real fun. Uh, this Saturday, we're going to be starting a new lore series uh, when I'm going to be starting uh, Halo Combat Evolved, uh, the anniversary version uh, because, uh, you know, violent video games are the cause of all of the world's problems. We're going to be uh, jumping into that. And any proceeds that I get on this Saturday stream, uh, any uh, merch purchases, bit donations, Streamlabs donations, or uh, Twitch subs, or Twitch Prime revenue, anything that is marked as revenue, uh, it's all going to a... GoFundMe that supports the victims of the El Paso shooting. So stop by. It's going to be a pretty good time. I'm real happy to be jumping into into Halo because it's one of the few FPSs that I like. And yeah, you'll be you'll be helping out people in the world. Um, archives of that go to a YouTube channel with a really horrible URL. Consider stopping by and subscribing. Uh, so I can get that fixed. You can find all the art, uh, all the archives and files there, as well as a podcast that Kyle with an N and I do called "Let's Talk About It," where we get drunk, do parkour, and talk about the RPG stuff that we've been doing, like this. Uh, it's gonna be a minute before we get another episode up, but you might be hearing some of us talk about Jinkon, and I say some of us because it might have a gust. Yeah, but for other role-playing stuff, you can find me here on Thursdays, which you found. You can also find me here on Indoor Adventures on Mondays where I play Arjan, the Black Dragonborn, Bloodhunter, and Cleric. Cool. All righty, and Kylan, where can we find you? What do you do? Hi everyone, I'm Kylan, otherwise known as Kyle with an N on Twitter and Twitch. Um, so yeah, my schedule is going to get pretty interesting. So uh, I'm taking a semi-hiatus for the next few weeks, um, popping in where I can if possible. Uh, so yeah, boo, sad. But um, yeah, uh, Twitter is the best place to get a hold of me during this time, and most times anyway. Um, yeah, until uh, we gear up again towards the end of August with um, new stuff. Um, 
yeah, in the meantime, check out Let's Talk About It, available on YouTube and podcasting services. Uh, also, check out uh, this Monday, this upcoming Monday, twitch.tv slash off, no, not, <laughs> not off the table, but Katie Faye's. Uh, it's going to be the finale of Monster of the Week. Um, and uh, that's going to be exciting. We're trying to fight off the apocalypse. It's a good time. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, yeah. Everyone, take care while I'm gone. Please don't, please don't kill the party. <laughs> no promises? <laughs> but... Uh, yes, yeah, so, if you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am, but if you do not, hello, fella, it's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, in glasses that he finds very unsuiting for his own face, the Indoor Adventurer! So, uh, if you are interested in the shows that we do here, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all at 5.30, or Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or at 11 a.m. on Saturdays, consider going to either youtube.com slash indooradventures, twitch.tv slash indooradventures, which you might be watching this live now, or if you go to our anchor.fm, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you go, that you can download podcasts from. You can check us out at Indoor Adventures. Uh, with that, we also have a Patreon set up. So if you want to help support the show, not just via subscriptions on YouTube or Twitch or any of that stuff, but want to give us monies directly for stuff, consider going to patreon.com slash indoor adventures because we have a after show set up where you can answer where you can ask questions uh, to us and we will answer questions not only from you, but also from each other because it gives us an opportunity to then present these questions outside of character but like directed towards that character it's the fun uh and i would suggest it which is again patreon.com slash indoor adventures and with that guys thank you so much for playing this was an absolutely incredible session i got the willies multiple times through in this game uh and thank you to everybody who decided to stop by and enjoy this adventure we are going to be back next week so Keep us in mind, and we will see you guys in due time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye!